This is Lifelinks with a DL link. Walking with warriors. Nine minutes past 12 o'clock on this glorious Thursday afternoon on 101.9 Chai FM. Good afternoon to you. How are you? And how has your day been so far? I've got to say I've had a great one and it has a lot to do with the beautiful sun shining. My name is Nikki Seberini with you for the next hour here on the DL Link show where we um, connect you through insights and information and illumination. And if this is the very first time you have tuned in, Great to have you. Welcome, welcome. And if it, uh, the DL Link doesn't really mean anything to you, well, the DL Link is really a phenomenal organization. In fact, we're going to be talking a lot about the DL Link today. They were founded all the way back um, in 2010 when Michelle Goodman and Jackie Ansula, um decided that there was a need, um, a general need, and very specifically within the community for a nurturing safe space um, for patients who are facing cancer um, and for their family and for their friends as well and they have just grown and grown and grown and grown and there's going to be a phenomenal fundraiser happening this month but that we'll tell you a little bit more about closer to the time so we're very excited about the month of August um, I've got three four I believe uh, no one two three four five fantastic guests um, on the show today we're going to start off um, talking to Dylan Baynard and his mom Ruth and he has got Quite a story to share. Dylan is 13 years old, and uh, no, how old is Dylan now? 16. 16. Of course, my other guest is 13. Sorry, Dylan, 16 years old. Um, you didn't look 13. Not a, not a, not in any way or form. I don't and, look 16 either. <laughs> and um, well, it's you know since five, you've 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 been. You've, you've had quite a journey, so we're going to hear from you in a minute, Dylan. And then we're going to be talking to two really, really innovative young guys, lots of teenagers today. Uh, I think a 14 and a 15-year-old, Yitzi and Gavi, um, and they've got a business and they're doing things for the DL Link and they've been linked quite recently with Dylan. And then um, Shelley Flesher will be joining us um and um yeah we're going to be we're going to be chatting about that as well so wow what a show we have and Dylan great to have you in the studio thanks and Ruth great to have you in the thank studio you. welcome 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 thank you great to be here so before we we talk about your link with the DL link Dylan, we're going to go back. I mean, I made the big mistake 13 years old, 16 years old. In fact, you've just turned 16. Um, yeah. And you just had a party. And we'll talk about the ish party, the fabulous yeah. drone party that you had. But let's go back to when you were five years old. Because you've, 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 you've been with this liver problem for a long time. Yeah. What, what do you remember going back to being five years old? So the only thing that I really remember is... Going to the, I was feeling very, I was in a lot of pain the one night. So my mom rushed me to the Linksfield Clinic. What, like a, just the sharp pain in your stomach area and your? More like, um, how do I just, like a vase, mm. if that makes sense. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then I didn't know what to do. So my mom, all I remember really is in my, being in my mom's car, just driving to the Linksfield. I think we went, was it Linksfield? Yeah, Linksfield. Linksfield. Linksfield, right. And yeah. then the funny, there's a funny part to the story, a very funny part. Yes. Well. So, basically. No, no, carry on, carry on. So, um, basically what happened is that Linksfield, for some reason, um, we couldn't go there. I think 
because they didn't have the right equipment to test for what they needed to test or mm. something like that. Um, keep in mind, this was quite a while ago, so I, I think Linksfield has gotten better. But um, then we went to, where was it? Um, we went to Bedford Clinic. Bedford, we went to Bedford Clinic. My mom and I... So there you are in excruciating pain. Yeah. It's the middle of the night. You've gone to Linksfield Clinic, and now you have to get in the car and go off to Bedford. Yeah. Oh, gosh, okay. Um, so we get there to Bedford. My mom rushes me in, and my gran is with us. Yeah. And my mom says to my gran, can you park, like, park the car? So... <laughs> We get in, and um, then my mom starts asking where my gran is, and my, and the nurse says she's in the room next door to you. She had a panic attack. The nurse? No, my gran. Your gran had a panic attack. She had, had a panic attack. Oh no! It's funnier. It's funnier at family gatherings. The story. But that's terrible. There you are in pain, and your granny's next door. Have you? So what happened? What was the outcome? It seemed fun. I she don't remember anything after that. I don't remember anything. So, Ruth, you were dealing with a mother who was having a panic attack and a son who was in agony. Correct. Who did you, I mean, what did the mother do? So, we got into the clinic and um, by that stage, his pain had started to subside. Oh, okay. And he hadn't, it was the first sign of anything. He'd never been sick before or anything like that. So, by the time his pain had subsided, and I was, right, where's granny disappeared to? And they said, oh, no, I mean, she's next door <laughs> <laughs> having a panic attack. So we landed up with her in the hospital. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. Got to have some light humor. <laughs> Although at the time it couldn't have been funny at oh, all. No, my, my humor is very dark. Uh, uh, is it? Uh, thanks for telling us. <laughs> glad we've uh, I'm, I'm trying my hardest not to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, say no more. So, so then what happened, Ruth? So um, then a few weeks later... Um, I noticed he woke up the one morning and I noticed his eyes looked a bit yellow. Hang on, so what did the doctor say? The so, pain had oh, oh, subsided. So, so pain had subsided. They didn't know what it was and it's gone. sent us home. Yeah. Maybe it was indigestion or whatever they thought? Well, they weren't oh, sure. Um, okay. The reality is with liver disease, it's actually very hard to diagnose and very often it takes a long time for him for liver disease to be diagnosed. Um can be misdiagnosed really? for years. Really? Sure. Um, Dylan was actually very fortunate in that at the time when he got sick, um, the doctor, the pediatric gastroenterologist that Probably was that's, available. Probably say that three times fast. <laughs> <laughs> so this, the doctor that was available, she was actually the only pediatric gastro in Joburg. Um, and she was phenomenal, and she managed to actually diagnose him within six months of him getting sick. Sure. Um, so, yeah, so when he started getting jaundice and his eyes started to go yellow, that's when we knew obviously something was wrong. And um, through lots of biopsies and in and out of hospital, they eventually managed to diagnose him with a disease called primary sclerosing cholangitis. Gee, he was. Yeah. I say that three yeah. times. <laughs> <laughs> now, Dylan, how were you feeling? So you were looking slightly yellow. I mean, I, I've had a little bit of the not proper jaundice, and I just remember feeling so nauseous, so, so off. I never really linked it all together when I was young, but, like, I knew what was sort of going on because I was always at the doctor and always, like, but it wasn't it wasn't bad. I don't I, from what I remember it wasn't like really so bad. I was in hospital once or twice, but in general I don't mind the hospital because in my mind going to the hospital means I'm going to get better. So it's sure. not. Wow, what a great attitude! That's fantastic. Well, you sort of and have to adopt after, that attitude. Yeah, and after right? diagnosis, my one of my main goals was that I was determined he was going to live a normal 
childhood and not normal in quotes in relative to Dylan. Mm. (laughs) But um, so that I didn't want him to be known as that kid with liver disease. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was one of the most important things. I first of all didn't want him to use it as a reason to not excel. And, uh, you know, it was something that he didn't need to be pinned or, or known as that person. Well, what was the doctor telling you? I mean, did he have to go on so medication? Would he be going to school? How yeah. was it, how did so it affect his life? After, when he was first diagnosed, um, it was a huge, huge shock. Mm. I mean, it is, it's a progressive disease. Mm. Um, there is no cure for it. Um, the reality is, is that each person who will, not that it's a, a common disease, it is a rare disease, and even more so in pediatrics. In fact, Dylan was the only pediatric patient in South Africa that had PSC at the time. Wow. There are now two other pediatrics that we do know of that have got it. Sure. Um, so it was a case of sure. once he'd been diagnosed, um, they're still trying to find a cure or a treatment and a reason for the disease. Yep. So it was maintenance for him, going mm-hmm. on to medication to serve the symptoms. Mm-hmm. Who's the other one besides Reinhardt? Um, I can't remember his name. Okay. Um, so um, it was a key. Went on to the medications to help with the nausea, to help with his bile, um, the bilirubin, bringing all of that down. And um, it was keeping up to date with whenever we could see that his liver enzymes were increasing. He'd have to have blood tests every month. Um, so every time his liver enzymes increased or there was some level that was off, he'd have to go in be hospitalized, check what's going on. Right. Um, any form of fever, any any strange something with him, it was always a case of could it be the liver? Is it going to make the liver worse mm. if it's not the liver? Correct. Mm. So mm. it was minding little things like um, if he got a cold, I couldn't just go and get him cough mixture. Yeah. I'd have to phone his liver specialist and say what medication can he have? First, we'd have to go in, get checked out, and then she'd say, okay, you can have this, that, or the other. Mm. That's actually that's actually one of the worst parts of it because you can't just treat things. You have to, like, go through a whole it's a bureau- longer bureaucratic process, process it's a to longer, get it. It's a longer Correct. process. In fact, when he was about 12 or 11, I can't remember exactly his age, he actually broke his arm. And because our 11. liver is our filter and does so many things in our bodies, it took his body longer to heal. His okay. arm took that much longer. Right. So, sure. yeah, so, you know, and just in general, I mean, he's lived with nausea and fatigue and just not feeling great for years and years. Hmm. Let's, let's take a break. Um, after the break, we, because I, I mean, listening to Dylan and he talks about he doesn't remember much, but going into hospital was a good thing because you'd get better, you'd come out feeling, and you know, children are so resilient. I want to know what it is like to be the mother knowing that your son has this, you've said you, you wanted him to live a normal life, but how do you, how were you coping with your stress levels where you could see him as a normal child and be a normal Mother, we'll discuss that after the break. It's not very good. This is Life Links with a DL link. Walking with Warriors. 
22 minutes past 12 o'clock on 101.9 High FM. Thank you for staying with us. I have Dylan Baynott in the studio. Dylan has been living with a, a, a very rare liver disease since the age of five years old. His mom, Ruth, is in the studio as well. And just before the break, um, Ruth, I was saying, you know, Dylan, he, he's he's just very... In, inspirational, he just gets on with life and he talks about um, not remembering much, but you determined, you know, that he has a normal life. But Absolutely. but how are you feeling and how do you be a normal mother with a normal son when this is what he's enduring? Um, you know, I suppose you do what you have to do. Um, I don't know any other way. Um, in, on, in the one hand... Um, he is an only child, so from that aspect, it was easier for me to focus all my energy and all whatever I needed to on Dylan. Um, but yeah, it is stressful. Um, you know, having support, the, my family is absolutely incredible. My mom, without her, I mean, sure. Is uh, this the mom who was having the panic the attack? Granny, the panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> Has she calmed? Has she, is it under control? <laughs> yeah. Um, and my brothers, my sister-in-laws, my nephews, oh, wow. my partner, even his dad, you know, it, it, the network is really, it, it's, it's, it's important. Even mm. the doctor. I was just going to say, and of course his team of doctors. When Dylan, when his disease started to rapidly progress in 2016, beginning of 2016, he'd been pretty stable for two years before then. Then all of a sudden, he went like the color of a pumpkin. Mm. He was Everyone orange. said I was going green. He, almost green. He was really? so orange. Sure. Um, green, he, orange. I might as well just be rainbow at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he started to rapidly decline. Um, I actually, you know, dealing with it on a day-to-day basis, um, you know, obviously I saw it, but I wasn't quite aware of how sick he was, if that makes sense. Because, you know, you're so involved in it, I didn't take a step back and look at the bigger picture, which I think is probably a good thing, that mm. I'm not having to actually look and say, whoa, what it's, is it's actually sort of going like, on here? Mm. It's sort of like to liken it to if you have a puppy and you watch this puppy you see it every day and you don't notice that it's so big and somebody else that's seen it from when you first got it and then like comes however long later and they say oh it's gone so big and you say oh really i didn't notice mm, yeah. it's the, it was the same sort yeah. of thing and i was definitely in a lot of denial when he when they said to me in 2016 the doctors they obviously he was in hospital and he'd had a lot of tests and scans and biopsies and all sorts of stuff and they said look you know we're at this point now where we need to list him for transplant. Sure. And I was still saying to them, well, can we not try this medication? Can we not try that medication? What were they saying about the transplant? So, How successful are these kind of transplants? So uh, they are very successful. Especially in this country. Okay. We're actually very fortunate. We've got an, what's what we call a team of excellence. Um, Prof Boerta, um, who heads up the team He's at so the cool. Donald Gordon, mm. an incredible man with an incredible team of doctors, of nurses, um, the nurses at the Donald Gordon. It depends which floor you get, but in general they're good. <laughs> <laughs> which is the good floor? I wouldn't be able to say. Uh, <laughs> I'm scared I'd get into trouble for that. Um, oh, the transplant coordinator, the te- just in general, they are fantastic from from the top 
all the way down, the support that we got was amazing. And the Wi-Fi was good too, though. Well, <laughs> and that's very important. Very. So, Dylan, how does it feel when you're told that you need a liver transplant? I didn't what, what really understand thinking? it at the time. I still D- don't really you? understand it. Like I knew, I know what all of how all of it is done and what happens. Because I'm in general just also very interested in the sciences and computer science and biology and all of that. Mm-hmm. So I knew like the general gist of it. And then the doctors like explained it to me. Like the whole time I was quite happy because I'm like I thought to myself, you know, it's going to be good. And I mean, nothing bad happened. I had no complications at all. Um the only the only thing that I didn't like was because I had to be in ICU and heart care, which was I've I've never been in hospital without my mom there. Mm. So and you're not allowed yeah, to have people to stay. Hard, oh, yeah. It was the it was because my mom was there usually during the day, but at night was when it was not really fun. Mm. No, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure, pretty lonely, hey? Yeah, mm. but um, ICU was also pretty cool because it's like you feel like I don't know if it's how to describe it, but it's if you've ever seen those sort of movies where they're like quarantine people, but it's like that, but in a good way. In a good way. Yeah. <laughs> and so, Ruth, you then you were given the call and they said, we have a liver. So, no, what actually happened is he got listed and um, we discussed the two options of finding a donor, a living donor, um, because the liver is it one can of regrow. The, it can regrow. Mm. Um, so we had that option of if we could find a, a match, that he could get a partial liver that would regrow. But at the same time, obviously, he went on to the organ donor list that if we could find a donor, um, whichever would come first. Um, I ended up getting a um, non-live donor. Yeah, I ended up getting a full liver, um, which I, I need to also say thank you to the donor family and the donor. I mean... That is really something so heroic that a family out there can make a decision to save someone else's life mm. when mm. they are going through the worst time of their mm. life. And yeah. I encourage you, if anyone out there um, isn't already an organ donor, please, please sign up to be an organ donor. It's, it's. I know it's not the most accepted thing among the Jewish religion, but... It really well, helps. We still we still trying to do a show on it, Dylan. We still trying to. Yeah. I've, I've, we've had rabbis in the studio and talking about it, and you know, I'm a great promoter of of donating. Yeah, in fact, just before Dylan was wheeled in, he said to me, "Mom, two things. First of all, oh, no, don't say please, I love you and I love the family. Please tell everyone. <laughs> and second of all, Mommy said, if something happens, make sure that I'm an organ donor. Oh." Yeah. So, yeah. 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 And I think it's, it's such an important conversation. We've got you in the studio. Here you are, Dylan. It was, it's a, it was a successful, um, transplant. Here you are, yeah. a fit, you know, you, 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 you know, yeah, but you are. And where you were in 2016 and where you are now. And, uh, as you've said, Ruth, you know, their families out there and they've put their names down and they're saving people's lives. And is that not and I'm Absolutely. just putting it out there, the greatest mitzvah to save another Absolutely. life. But as we said, we have to do a show on it in a lot more detail. Yeah. Um, um, but, yeah. but also to add to it, you don't even have to, it's not even that big of a, it's, it's not, you don't have to become sick and only, you, you can also donate while you're still on this planet. 
You, can you mean blood and bone marrow? Yes, blood, and bone marrow. Liver, as you said. Yes, you just liver mentioned well. liver. I wonder how that works. That would be very interesting to have someone on the show talk so, about that. So I can give you all the info, but <laughs> I, I don't oh, know if there's time for that. Yes, please um, do. I can do the shortened version. So um, can I do – can I – um, yeah. So basically when you are a donor What they look at first is they want to first um, use family Or related donor One of the main criteria with that is from a legal point of view um, First of all, obviously they don't want it to be something That someone's getting paid for Because of the whole human trafficking That was actually, that that was actually quite, that. quite an interesting problem that we had When I was getting when I was on the list, is that everybody with, like in our community from our shul, everybody we knew um, filled out the little form. Wow. And, yeah, and um, when, 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 we, when we gave them the forms, they said, they immediately said, like, these people are not eligible because they're not family. Okay. They thought we were paying them. But it's just that it's so, it's such like a close community. Mm. I found it so amazing. That is amazing. Wow. It is. I mean, that we actually, the transplant coordinator actually phoned me the one day and she said, um, can you please ask people to stop sending forms? We've been flooded with forms. That is fabulous. I and mean, really? that's the sort of community sure. that we're in. Sure. I mean, yeah. that's when you know you're proud to be Jewish. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so there's a process. We won't go into the whole process. But I, I want to ask you, how have you connected with the DL Link? So <clears throat> after Dylan's transplant and going through the whole transplant and then he actually, um, for a while after, he's had complications and what have you. And I kept on thinking I should contact the DL link. But you always thought it was just for people that had cancer. Which mm. essentially it is. But And also I sort of felt, no, I can do this on my own. I'm good. I don't need help. Really? And they my actually family got hold are full of very stubborn people. <laughs> <laughs> and they actually got hold of me. And... For me to have this, these people that have come into my life and said, we're here for you. What do you need? You could just relax into that. From, from being this mother who's held it together all the time. Absolutely. That you could just Most of the time. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, we'll keep it with all the time. Listen, your mom deserves a medal. And, and, and she deserves just this, more than one. Yeah, she does. And just incredible experiences with the DRA. Well, this is exactly it. To know that I can pick up the phone and say, I'm having a bad day or I need help with this. Or um or anything really, that that there is that support that there's someone there to catch me and to catch Dylan. Mm. It's incredible. Yeah. And it's really for me it's also it's been a learning curve because I don't accept help easily. I'm kind of I don't know why, but that's my personality. Mm. And Lots of people are like that. Yeah, and to be able to to not have the Jewish guilt and accept that helping hand uh. is is it's it's incredible. Mm. And thank you, Michelle, for for everything that you're doing and the DL Link is doing. Mm. And continue to do. Absolutely. And continue to do. So I know that there was, I mentioned a birthday party. Yeah. And, you know, this is just part of the, the DL Link family, is um, two innovative, forward-thinking young guys who decided for a little bit of extra cash to get an idea together for birthday parties. I wish I'd thought of it first. <laughs> <laughs> and um, 
And I know they did something fantastic for you. So let's just let's just bring them on to. We've only got the one mic right now. So I'm going to let Craig quickly go around and organise as we we welcome Yitzi and Gavi. And I don't know who's Yitzi and who's Gavi. Yitzi. Yitzi and Gavi. Hello, guys. Welcome. Thank you. Fabulous to have you on the show. Thank you. So now I want to know whose idea it was to start drone parties. Well, it's both of us. Both of them. Yeah. But how? So, yeah. I didn't even know. So, I mean, when did you when did you start flying drones? I've always liked drones, just yeah. like as a hobby. Uh-huh. And we thought we might as well do something to make money with something that we enjoy doing. Right. And yeah. Yeah. We needed money to buy more drones. Yitzi really wanted this kind of drone that there was. It was a nice drone out. It's a pretty available. cool drone. I've got yeah. to say. Listen, huh? that's so. a really cool drone. <laughs> that's that's very it's very innovative. Thank you. And you've obviously got parents who support the whole process. Mm-hmm. So you came up with an idea and you said, let's have drone birthday parties. Yeah. How do you have a drone birthday party with a drone that's pretty noisy? You've got these blades going mm-hmm. round and round and round and round. And I'm mm-hmm. sure children, as they see it, are either going to run towards it or run away from it. So, so tell me what you planned. So you want to know what's involved in a party? Yeah, absolutely. So, so we usually start off by like using the fancy, the nice drones, like showing them the cool things that they can do. Like involving, involving like they got like fancy settings. Like you can control it with your hands. You can if it loses signal, it will come back to exactly where it took off from, and all of that cool stuff. And then, and then we go on to teaching them how to fly. We've got mini drones, smaller drones, and then they they fly the mini drones, and then they 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 can do races. They, they can fly wars, mini drones. Yeah. Oh, the mini wow. drones. They aren't so dangerous. They're like plastic. And, and they've got how big are they? Around the so many of those. How big are the <laughs> mini drones? Uh, uh, maybe. 10 centimeters About by 10, 10 centimeters. centimeters. Yeah. Okay. And anyone can fly them. Yeah, yeah, so yeah they're not, not that hard to fly. Off. Okay. Yeah, yeah, carry on. Yeah. And yeah, that's, we just, we, that's about it. We just they take also, that on. They also yeah. have to bash the mini ones into each other, which is yeah. very cool. They must love yeah, that, these that parties. That didn't actually happen at my party, but there's a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> they must really, really love the party. So it's Gavi. That's yeah, Gavi. I'm so, Gavi. So Gavi, you got in touch with the DL link. Because? Uh, no, I got in touch. It was me. Oh. Because yes, my grandmother had breast cancer twice, and she survived both times. And she said that we have a connection with the DLN because they helped her through it all and all of that. And she said she wouldn't have been able to do it without them. So so I thought might as well give back via them. Fantastic. That's unbelievable. So what you've done is you've offered your services to p- families at the DLNK, and yes. you go along and you give parties. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. So not only are you businessmen and you're creating opportunities, but you're giving at the same time. Yeah. What a fabulous, fabulous example that you're setting, guys. Thanks. So here comes Dylan. How did you, how did you hear about Dylan? Um, Michelle Goodman put us in touch. Yeah. And she said, I've got someone who might be interested. Please contact them. And we contacted them and we had a date and then it fell through because I think Dylan had exams yeah. or something. Yeah. And then eventually we had a date and we did it. And what, tell me what it was like when you first met Dylan. Yeah, it was nice. He at came first, in with all his friends in the car. At first, from the we, were car. Yeah. <laughs> at wow. first we were worried because we only did parties for like 10-year-olds or something Oh, who like is that. this weirdo coming here? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they were like 16, 17, so we were quite worried so at we first. we were younger than them, so but we were like, then it was how are we going to be in control of all these people? <laughs> okay. It was fine. And it was okay? Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to read something to you guys because this is an email that that I got hold of. So I'm going to read it if that's okay. And it, it's um, Ruth. You actually, well, you know it because you penned it. Oh, okay. Maybe um, you want to read it. I can, and I can actually. I want to give a little bit of background to it. Sure. Um, the party, the drone party. Actually, it wasn't Dylan's birthday. 
Um, it was Dylan's birthday is actually in February, okay. but he wasn't well enough to actually have a party and. Um, it was also, you know, there were other expenses and uh, stuff going on at the time. So he actually hadn't had a party, and he should have. I mean, it was such a big birthday. It's his first birthday since transplant. And 16th birthday. And his 16th birthday. Yeah. And along came this opportunity. Um, furthermore, Dylan hadn't been, he's had to move schools, he missed a lot of schools, so socially he's been more isolated and hasn't been able to get out there with his friends and to arrange stuff with them. It's also been a little bit of a challenge for him. And when this came along, it was an opportunity for him to contact all his friends, Fabulous. get them all yeah. to one place and actually have something that reconnected and re Started it, it, his yeah, social. sort of kick, kick started more arrangements like we've been going out, um, we've been going to the movies and getting food and stuff. Like the other day, we went to get some some chicken nuggets and stuff. Um, <laughs> you got it in, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, Dylan, you are funny. But, but maybe we should good. share. Should we share in case everyone thinks we've lost the plot? That no, before, I like, leave it. We'll leave it like that. Well, I mean, we're having a coded conversation. Yeah, that's what happens when you have a sixteen-year-old on the radio <laughs> station. He's got all these ideas that are that are just playing out as we speak. Let's take a break. I think Dylan. I think it is amazing. I think it's amazing that you had this birthday party. That it was an opportunity. Um, for your friends to yeah. get involved, that it's changed the way you're socializing with them and that you've got these two lovely young guys who made it possible. So let's take a break. And after the break, Ruth, maybe you can um, sure. read out the email. We'll sure. be right back. This is LifeLinks with a DL link. Walking with Warriors. Welcome back. This is the DL Link Show where we connect you through insights, inspiration and illumination on 101.9 High FM. Wow, we've got a studio full of teenagers and moms, moms and moms and teenagers. That's what's great. Um, Dylan um, Baynard is in the studio um, sharing his story at the age of five being di- diagnosed with a very rare liver disease in 2016, having a transplant. And I'm just loving the fact that he's here sharing his story, advocating um, uh, organ donation. I love as well. And Dylan's mom, Ruth, also um, uh, um, adding um, her part and her side of the story. And then we have Yitzi um, Jacobson and Gavi Goldstein, who are entrepreneurs who are business men um, and who have put together fabulous drone parties and are doing a lot of work with the DL Link and helping DL Link families and very specifically Dylan. So they came along and um, Dylan's friends came along who he hadn't, as you said, it was a difficult time. It was hard. Life uh, goes on for everyone else. Yes, it does. It does. And they all came together for a drone party. Absolutely. And was it amazing? It was just you know, from my perspective, being a mom, just seeing all these kids there and just doing their thing and seeing Dylan enjoying himself, it was phenomenal. It was really something so special for, for from my perspective, and I could see how he was enjoying it as well. Well, I mean, it's not often that you get the chance to move a drone around with your mind, basically. Move a drone al- around with your mind? It was like using the force. Was it, uh, Were you using the gloves? Yeah. <laughs> 
Was the force with you, Dylan? <laughs> we hope. Won't you read? <laughs> won't you read the email? So after the drone party, I just felt it was so important for Yitzi and Gavi to know what the party meant for Dylan. So okay, I you listening, this, guys? I sent this message to um, Fran, um, Yitzi's mom. Um, so hi, Fran. I wanted to say a big thank you to Yitzi and the boys. The party was thoroughly enjoyed by everyone, and especially Dylan. I hadn't seen him having such fun, having, I haven't seen him have such fun in a while. I would like to share with you exactly what a mitzvah Yitzi did for Dylan. When Dylan got really sick March 2016, it was hard for him to go out and to socialize. He didn't have the energy now I'm going to stop crying. <laughs> Listen, it's, uh, this, everyone cries on this show. That's what we do. So I'm so glad you finally cried. I was waiting. I mean, holding it together. He didn't have the energy <clears throat> um, and never really felt well. Just getting through a few hours of school was a challenge. Eventually, he stopped going to school as he just wasn't well enough. Since his transplant, he has still battled with several health issues and spent a majority of time in hospital. He eventually moved to a learning center for homeschooling as he couldn't cope anymore in mainstream schooling. Needless to say, this has affected his social life drastically. Yesterday was the first time in over two years that he had been able to have his friends over. He loved being able to host them with a cool drone party and not be the sick kid in hospital, but a normal teenage boy. I don't think this would have happened without Yitzi giving of himself and his time. Thank you. Not only did you give for Dylan, but also for me. As a mom to see her child being happy, there is no greater gift. You truly are a special boy. Thanks, Ruth. And thanks for reading that. <laughs> it's not easy. No. No, it's no. not easy. And, uh, you know, to to so publicly share it, thank you. We all feel that and we all appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And, guys, how does that feel? Hey? Feels good. You know, yeah. you started off, you thought this would be a great business venture, but you got to see that it's a lot more, yeah. that there's so much more involved. I think there's a beautiful lesson for everybody and for everybody listening as well. So, Yitzi... Yeah. For those people who want a drone party, yeah. <laughs> how do they get hold of you? Just so a little plug. Can we give a number or something? <laughs> Why not? You're on radio. Uh, so contact 061-527-5269. Yeah. Okay. So, so how does it work? What, what, is the, what are the ages? I mean, how old so must the kids be? As you can see, we can range a lot. but what, what, Talk into the mic. Oh, Sorry. As you can see, them. we range a lot, but uh, preferably our like, perfect age is... What age? Like ages like six to twelve. Okay. But really, anything. So anyone younger than you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit challenging having the older teenagers. Okay, so yeah. six to twelve, and how long is it? Uh, how long does it usually last? So it's an hour and a half. An hour and a half. Fantastic, guys. We wish you every success. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Go forth and expand your business, be innovative, and continue to give back because that's how the world works. You're very, very inspirational. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Thank you very much. Really great having you on the show. Um, and, um, wow, so that's uh, Yitzi and Gavi. And, and, Ruth, thank you. Thank you thank very, you. very much for, for coming on. Dylan. Thank you. You've got Thank your you chicken, you got your chicken nuggets in. <laughs> <laughs> and we wish you good health. 
Thank you. And we hope that you'll join us again. Yeah. And thank you for the plug, the organ donation plug. And when we do a show, we're going to have to come get you back onto the show to plug it some more. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Fabulous. Um, yes. I don't know yes, if you know my brother. I don't know if he's been on the show or talked or he might have had it, but he initiated the uh, 94.7, you know, they wrote for DL Link. Yes. So my brother initiated it. He came up with the idea. It was actually pretty funny because he's a, he's a big cyclist and what he wanted, uh, and Shimshon Cranus also, sorry. And what, what he wanted, he wanted to do a double loop, which is doing the whole 94.7 twice. And the only way you're able to do that is if you do it for a charity. And we usually ride for Hatsola, but, but Hatsola don't have a team. They never had a team. So what we did, we said, same reason, who should we choose? So we said for the exact same reason, because of my grandmother, he chose the DL Link. So, so he, he initiated, he spoke to, to, um, Tammy, I think. And they, they initiated what was going to happen. They had to register a team and they had to have, I think, 20 people within like five days. So they had to do it quickly, quickly. And there was a big rush. Eventually they mm. got it. Remember. And, and then as they had initiated a team, more people came on board and, and yeah, we rode for the DL Link. Fantastic. And you yeah. rode? Yeah, I rode. And you, also Gavi rode. She's guys. Yeah. You, I'm, I'm not even more impressed. And, and <laughs> continuing, continuing on that thread. Um, <laughs> um, I'm going to go teenagers. out. You just come to me. <laughs> um, 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 somebody that I met with the first day when I went to the DL Link, his name is Chad. He's a photographer, videographer. He also, for the whole, when they, when everyone went to Jerusalem for the Jerusalem Marathon, he actually um, ran for me and I think one or two other people. Mm. And How was that? It was amazing. Was it amazing? I'm sure it and was. And I'd just like to, just as a thanks, it might not be the biggest thanks, but I'd like to plug his Instagram. <laughs> okay. Um, his Instagram is ginger with a GoPro. <laughs> Thanks, Dylan. <laughs> uh, Yitzi Gavi, thank you so much. If you're looking for that uh, drone party, 061 Great having you in the studio. Thank you, thank you Ruth. You. Thank you, Dylan. We're going to take a break, and after the break, we'll continue with fabulous, fabulous stories and incredible recollections of the DL Link. This is LifeLinks with a DL link. Thank you for staying with us. This is the DL Link Show where we connect you through insights, information and illumination. I'm Nikki Severini on 101.9 High FM and really so inspired. What an amazing community we belong to. Really, I mean, young Dylan and his incredible attitude. Um, since five years old, having this, this liver disease, having a transplant and just his joie de vivre, the way he sees the world. I, I love it. And and, of course, having Yitzi and Gavi, these two entrepreneurs making their way in the world, but all the time giving back and seeing who they can help along the way. Truly, truly inspirational. So the inspiration continues. Um, I have had Shelley on the show before, so it's always lovely to welcome back people to the Dear Link Home studio, we'll call it. Shelley, welcome. Thanks, Nick. It's lovely to be here again. How are you? All good. All good. Thank you. Good, good, good. Thank so, you. I mean, you're standing here. You have your own story um, that you have with the DL Link. And you're listening to this. You're listening to Dylan, his mom, Ruth. The two boys, what do you think? So I must say the first thing that I have to say is that I really wish that people would realize the impact of their actions. And here you see these two wonderful young men who've started this 
business and um, they don't realize the impact they've had not only on Dylan's life, but all the people who experienced that party and all mm. the people who've listened to this radio station. Mm. And I, I really think it's really important for people to to wrap it and to, mm. to do something with it and appreciate that everything that they do impacts others and can be in the most profound way. Mm. And at the age of 14 and 15 to do it when you like focused on yourself and your identity and whatever. Unbelievable. Very healthy, very, very healthy very. To, way to go through your teenage years. Puts things into perspective very quickly, doesn't it? Absolutely. Mm. So, Shelley, you're on the show today. Um, as I said, we've, we've discussed because you, you, you also, like Ruth, um, you have a sick child and you've been facing it for, for many years. Would please, please share your story with us? So very briefly, we've been on a journey for a while. Um, my daughter's very private, so I'm not going to go into too many details, but, um, it's been a, a difficult journey. It's been one of a lot of unknown and, um, we've been very blessed. Um, how old is your daughter? She is 13. Okay. Um, and so we've just been on a journey for a long time and, you know, her, her diagnosis was very complicated mm. and it was difficult to, to, to get to. But, um, you know, al- along the journey, we've just realized how incredible people are in this world. Mm. Um, you know, she's, it, it was a journey of in and out of hospital and all, you know, a whole, a whole medical, a medical trip here and abroad. But, um, We've realized that there are, there's a community in this country, in our city, um, which is just unbelievable. And, um, through it all, um, we've just seen the angels that are in this world. And that's what we really do focus on a lot on our journey are the wonderful people that have come into our lives through it. Mm. And, um, yeah. <laughs> how, how did you come across the DR link? So we've actually known Michelle has, we've known Michelle for, for many years. Mm-hmm. And, um, I actually had a sister who had cancer mm-hmm. and she passed away, um, in 1994. So that was way before the DL Way Link. before DL Link came about. And I was actually chatting to my mom about it. We were just saying how, you know, if the DL Link had been around in those days, how different our journey would have been with my sister. I'm sure. You know, sure. I mean, we were very, Fortunate. I mean, my, my parents are incredible, and they are strong, and they they just carried so much in such a, an incredible way with her, and provided support, and we were in it all together. But to have an organisation like DL Link come in, oh my gosh, it would have been a very different experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. So, and then um, we kind of knew about DL Link, and I remember. Um, one of the first Jerusalem marathons, I was speaking to Michelle. This was before we started our journey with my daughter. Um, and um, Michelle came up to me and she said, you know what? We're going to get one of the runners to run in your in your sister's, sister's memory. Name. Oh, wow. And I just, it was just so, it affected me so deeply. Mm. And um, that was kind of the, the beginning and realizing how sensitive and how special this organization was to even think of that. And then... Um, I don't know, Michelle and I kind of connected, and then when my daughter wasn't well, uh, they stepped into our lives in, in amazing ways. Mm-hmm. So um, it, just an incredible organization. So, for example, um, 
they looked after not just that they basically take care of the family, not just yeah. the, not just the patient. Mm-hmm. So it was very holistic. On a Friday, they'd arrive at our front gate. No announcements with colors, meals, activities for for my children. Not only my my child who who needed care, but my my others as well. Mm-hmm. And um, just personal personal attention to every detail. I remember mentioning it was my birthday, kind of forgetting that I'd said it and next thing a scarf arrived at my house sure. for my birthday. Wow. Um outings during the holidays, during the week, um holidays, we get invitations to take up weekends to go away. Um and you know it's it's amazing when you you're on a journey and and you offered these kind of things. It's such a reprieve and it's such a blessing because mm. it's a sense of support mm. as well as much needed rest. Mm. And people are very generous with that. Mm. And um, to be able to be on the receiving end isn't always easy, but um, but when you see where it's coming from, mm. it actually makes it quite a an enriching experience mm. to be a recipient. Well, you started off talking about the two boys and, and saying, you know, people's actions are so far-reaching. Um, and, and very often we prevent people from giving to us. I mean, Ruth was just saying how difficult it was for her to accept help because she wanted to keep everything together. And so we, we want to keep everything together. And, and I love that the DL link just very, very quickly just bashes down any of those barriers. And people who would found it difficult to accept just so open themselves to that generosity and that warmth and that spirit and there's a, an incredible shift that happens it's, it's a wonderful thing absolutely and it's such a natural transition mm. because they do it in such a special sensitive way right. um, and they, from such a heart authentic real place absolutely you know? absolutely yeah. um, so they've brought a lot of I mean the, the one thing that happened is they brought a big sister into my children's lives and the school's just been remarkable in our in our in our day-to-day living. What do you mean? She just she contacts you and she's a part of your life? Part of our family. Oh, I'd like wow. to say part of our family. And this has been going on for years. My children were her flower girls at the wedding. I mean, we, it's just a, a very, you know, we kind of almost forget why, mm. how we met. Mm. She's just like one of us now. Mm. But, um, you know, one, one day Michelle invited me to go with her on a... On a um, fundraising, to a fundraising meeting. And... Um, it was quite incredible because afterwards we were standing in the parking lot and she said to me, you know, I really think your daughter would benefit from going on a special camp to America called Camp Simcha. And um, at first when she told me this, I thought, no, this, you know, first of all, it doesn't sound real. Mm. Second of all, I'm not so sure about this whole thing. Yeah. And um, after giving it a lot of thought and after Michelle introduced us to the right people, um from um, Chayenu, um, I have to mention Elad Mamon. Um, he's just also been another angel that DL Link have introduced us to, mm-hmm. and um, we we met. And through him, it took a year and a half, but um, my daughter actually went on Camp Simcha special. That must now. have been amazing. Amazing. Beyond. Beyond oh, words. Oh. Yeah. So, Shelley, wow. And, and, and so the journey continues. It continues. And you'll be on the show again, telling us more stories. And, and um, we just wish your daughter good health. Thank you so and much. And we thank you for coming on to the show. Thank you for having and us. And singing the praises of this great organization. Yes. Can I just mention one thing quickly? The, the meeting that I went with to Michelle was on the charity, it was last year, the charity event. And there's another one coming up. 
And I really do, I, I do appeal to people to listen out for it. I think it's happening on the 30th of August. Mm-hmm. And it really is of all, it, it just is a very important charity. Well, to we're support. building the momentum. Okay, we're building good. the momentum. Um, we good. can't wait for the 30th for it to happen. Um, huge event, and we'll be telling you more closer to the time. Thank you, Shelley. Thank Lovely you. having you on the show, and thank, thank you, you for listening. I hope you've been inspired by the incredible youth, by the incredible people, and of course, the unbelievable work of the DL Link. From me, Nikki Seberini, until next week, you take care. Goodbye.